All right, guys, we're going to do another one of these phone calls today. We're going live with a, uh, with a member from the group, and he had a question. I said, dude, I'll just, we'll, we'll do a video for it. We'll make sure that everybody can learn from your question, because I'm sure other people have the same question as well. Fix my collar there for a second. Uh, so here it is. We're going to take this call now. All right, you there, dude? Yeah. All right, so we're recording. No, uh, no names, no agencies. We'll keep it anonymous. But uh, go ahead with your question. Again, these questions are a cappella. I don't know. I kind of have an idea what he's going to ask, because I put the headline up. But go ahead, ask the question. Okay, so when you have odor of marijuana, when do you start typing the warrant? <laughs> uh, so, so seriously. Um, all right, so for positioning of your vehicle, I've had success with both of them. But I was more curious of your preference on do you like when people are catching you last minute or do you like the you don't really care if they're, they're 100 feet out from you and they already know it's your patrol car? I'm trying to like get a good feel for it because sometimes I feel like when it's a little farther out, they might be able to like catch their cool and like remain calm. And then sometimes when it's too close, you know, sometimes I think they're missing me. I've had success with both. I'm like trying to find a happy medium of like distance and things like that. I didn't know if you had any insight on it. All right. So like there's two trains of thoughts. One, if I ever caught somebody by surprise, what was nice is I would catch a violation before they could correct it. Um, so if we were having that reaction that they uh, that they saw us quickly, I wouldn't. It wouldn't give them enough time to put a seatbelt on. So that was a real, real big. Dude, that was a huge, huge Title Thirty Nine violation I used for interdiction was seatbelts. So, um, sometimes if they were way far back and they could see you, they would have a reaction. But I could tell you that also at the same time is, dude, if you know Title Thirty Nine well enough, you would be able to find a violation irregardless of. Uh, the seatbelt. It was nice to always have that. I usually probably would have people where I sat, they would come around the bend and they would spot me probably about 150, 200 feet back. Not, and it was a 50 mile an hour zone. So it wasn't fast enough where I wasn't, you know, it was fast enough where they didn't have enough time to put their seatbelt on. Or they'd be trying to put their seatbelt on if they weren't wearing their seatbelt. Um, but they would start having reaction too. There's other guys that I've spoken with that worked highway interdiction. Uh, there was a guy who worked for PIP. Uh, and for those who were watching, don't know it's Palisades Interstate Parkway. He came to the, if you're watching that dude, I know he came to the class. Um, he said that he would literally sit at the bottom of a hill and cars would see him like a half a mile back. And what he would do is he would see to, you know, kind of run radar, gauge what was going on. I don't know, maybe not a half mile, maybe a quarter mile up the road, eighth of a mile, whatever. Some, some, some distance that was pretty far where he would watch the people who were driving the left lane doing the speed limit. As soon as they, he realized at that point where they would spot him, they would switch over to the right lane. And then when they came past him, he would really, he felt like it evoked emotions. It was getting them more nervous as they were approaching, not collecting their cool, just trying to try having more and more emotions. So, it, dude, I think both styles work. There's guys who go out and do interdiction. They drive through neighborhoods. And uh, there's people who do hotel interdiction. I've done it all. Um, I just preferred the highway. Some guys like to drive up and down the highway. If you have a lot of, you have high volume of traffic, um, you know, which I had, and some guys were good at that. You'd be just side next to people looking into their cars, you know, creating that reaction right next to them. But, um, I think it's just that ha I had another guy right into me today, dude. And uh, I keep saying Dukes. I know that we're friends, but, uh, I don't want to say your first name. Um, and one of the questions was, he's like, well, we're in a rural area. What do I do? Or I don't know if we posted in the group. What do I do for like, uh, for traffic and I, if I can't see into cars, how should we position ourselves? And dude, if you don't have, I've already told everybody this, if you don't have that well-lit area at night, 
um, for people to spot you and you spot them and be able to see into cars. The cool thing is cars these days, police cars come with these things called spotlights and uh, takedowns. And I've heard somebody said to me like that their supervisor had a problem with them doing this. Again, man, how are you going to convince a guy who's never done any police work, he's uncomfortable with with any kind of interdiction work, and how to explain to him what you're trying to do? Now, if you if anybody's trying to criticize it, you're trying to look into cars and they don't understand what you're doing, you can just let them know. Like, dude, I'm, I'm going to be enforcing seatbelts. How else am I supposed to see them without putting my takedowns and overheads and and stuff on what I will tell you is don't make sure that when the traffic is approaching you, make sure you're not blinding people kind of do like a, so somebody sent me a, uh, I think Sean's a Meyer sent me that last night. No, who was, Oh no, it was uh Dan Braco from Florham park. Dude, if you can take a picture of how you guys did that last night with the, how you had your spotlights on Dan, if you're watching this, just make sure that you uh, sit, put a picture up and show, give guys a good example of what you were doing at the, I think it was the Chester circle. Um, but you could always say, Hey man, I'm checking for, for seatbelts. How else am I supposed to see things? So, Dude, I use. I had a well lit area. I still use my spotlights and my and my takedowns and my high beams. I threw them all on uh, for those areas that are dark where I couldn't see into cars. You have to. You have to be able to see into it. You got to see the reaction. You got to try to match. It's just a puzzle piece. And the more you practice at it, the better. It's the easier it's going to get. Um, dude, that kind of, like so. I think you just have to go around and kind of feel like what what the best place is for you to be getting the things that you need to to be able to pick out these cars. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Like I told you, I've had success with both, but you know, want to have the most effective method. That's why I wanted to reach out to you. But yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll feel. I think you'll be able to feel it out and just kind of know uh, where, where the best place is for you, dude. You know, switch it up, man. I'm always telling guys like, make sure that you work. If you have off ramps from major highways in your town, work the off ramps. If your AT doesn't want you going on onto major highways and interstates, there's people who don't want their cops on interstates. But work the off ramps to the interstates. I just told a couple guys in a, in a very high crime town, they're like, yeah, we're getting small stuff in town. I'm like, guys, it's coming in off the highways. So why does that sound like Christopher Walken? I'm like, yeah, guys. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the so sit, dude, like for the guys who are watching this video too, like sit on your off ramps from your major highways, Guard State for New Jersey guys, Guard State Parkway, Turnpike, you know, anybody else I 95, wherever, wherever you work. They're coming off, and that's where the, that's where the larger loads are. That's how they're transporting in. They're not growing. You know, maybe they're growing in your town, but more than likely, they're coming in to be distributed. There's a there's a hub source where things get come in and then they get distributed out. So, uh, what other questions do you have, man? Since we have you on on the uh, on the phone, uh, you know what? Uh, I hate to be a bad caller, but I can't really think of anything off the top of my head right now. Now you're good, man. I think we, we had a good video. I don't want the videos to go too long, guys. I don't want people to seem disinterested. Uh, we will be coming back in a little bit. I got to answer another question from from Dave, who wrote to me earlier. Uh, Dave, I, I know that you're probably tuning in, but uh, we'll get to your question. I just got to pull up the cases so I can read them. But all right, uh, dude, I'm glad I could help you out, and hopefully it's helped other people out. And you guys can kind of figure out and feel out what you're supposed to do. And if, uh, dude, let me ask you this, like. Just a little testimony since the two day course, and you don't got to fluff this at all. Like an honest, an honest answer. Like since you took the two day course, like how's your game changed? Uh, it's undeniable. I, I hate to say it, like uh, I thought I was, had a good grip of my stuff, but it really did increase my uh, my reactions. I'm sorry, my instinctual reactions to people and how I'm getting a grip for uh, you know traffic and you know how people are reacting me but even the little stuff of um when i'm asking for consent people staring at the trunk you know uh or you know people asking their age a few times over and then i'm seeing that things don't match up you know a lot of little things that i probably would have overlooked in the past 
that uh, are actually, you know, increasing my suspicion even more than ever now. Cool, man. Cool. All right. So, um, dude, I know you brought somebody else with you to class. You brought a supervisor. And has he been on board with the thing since he learned we got more comfortable with him? Uh, we actually brought somebody in for uh, yesterday for a uh, – they were in a traffic accident, but they had motor vehicle violations too. And we had trouble IDing him, so we brought the guy in. And what, what ended up happening? Uh, he ended up not having a uh, New York driver's license, and then we issued him a New Jersey DL, and you know, he was charged accordingly. Okay, cool, man. So there you go. All right, guys. Uh, we'll be back for another video shortly. Um, thanks, dude. I'll see you later. I'm going to have the phone with you. All right, thanks. Uh, see you. Bye-bye. And uh, that's it. Well, just, if you have questions and uh, you want to call in, let me know. I'll, I'll shoot you my cell phone number. PM me. Uh, we don't have to. We'll not. We'll keep it anonymous. And everybody wants to remain anonymous. Um, nobody knows who that is. I do. <laughs> but uh, if you have a question, it's good for everybody to learn from it. And guys, hopefully, everybody's getting something from this. So uh, we'll be back shortly. Like I said, Dave, I'm going to answer your question. I just got to pull up the cases, and I'm going to go through what we're going to talk about is uh, locked boxes when you have probable cause inside a motor vehicle. Can you search them? So we'll be back shortly.